Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. What do they say? The common thought is that the day before the All-Star game, maybe the slowest day in sports, or the day after, I think it is. The day after the All-Star game, the slowest day in sports. I would argue that uh, possibly yesterday, post-World Cup, post-British Open, on a middle-of-the-summer Monday, July 18th, might have been the slowest sports day of the year, we got limited sports stuff to talk about. We're going to jump off the sports page today. Music and TV among the topics. We'll talk some baseball as well. Welcome, everybody. Two guys at a mic show, TalkZone.com. I'm flying solo today. The big dog is off. You want to call in, check in, play the part of the co-pilot. We'd love to have you. 888-463-6748. I will be accompanied, of course, by not only David Olson, our producer, but more importantly, the music that David Olson plays. Award-winning music. Ah, yes, indeed. Thank you for joining us. Beautiful Tuesday, July 19th show emanating out of the fine city of Chicago. Again, flying solo today. Today we'll talk sports and more. Uh, Certainly plenty of topics to talk about, but the sports, uh, boy, I read the sports page today. It was like a leaflet, like a flyer, a little one-page flyer pretty much, the Chicago Tribune sports page. I mean, not a whole lot going on, I should mention, by the way. It hasn't happened all that often this year, but my, and I still call my, possession is nine-tenths of the law. Thank you very much. My Chicago Cubs did defeat the Philadelphia Phillies 6-1 to one against all odds. Rodrigo Lopez, Rodrigo Lopez over Roy Halladay. Apparently, I didn't watch the game. But apparently Halliday had to leave after like four and a third innings because of the heat. And I do understand that much of our uh, continental United States under the auspices of a heat wave, hopefully. Wherever you're watching this or listening to this show, I guess watching too, we are live via the webcast, that you are somewhere in an air-conditioned place. If you are not, plenty of fluids take cover, plenty of rest. We don't want any of our listeners um, going down, possibly passing away during the show. Our ratings are not very good to begin with. We can ill afford to lose any of our listeners, uh, heat stroke or heat illness would be a horrible way to have our ratings go even further down. <laughs> Here's my feel-good thought for the day. Um, yeah, Cubs win, though, 6-1 to one over Philadelphia. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't know what the odds on that game were. Philadelphia on a roll. The Cubs in a slump. Halliday against Rodrigo Lopez, an apparent mismatch. But as they say, it's why they play the games, folks. That's why they play the games. They tune in on the uh, radio, driving home 6th, 7th, Cubs up 6-1. to one. Huh? Huh? What? Apparently they got the holiday. Ramos Ramirez, by the way, another home run. Hotter than Hades, Ramos Ramirez. Carlos Pena jacked one out. But Ramos Ramirez, and now he's talking about he wants to stay. A rare, rare interview from the usually quiet media. I won't say media unfriendly. He just is media. He's media asexual. If you could put it that way, he's just he just doesn't like to be out there, doesn't like to be interviewed. I don't recall him getting nasty or mean or saying things critical. It's just pretty much he is uh, he's asexual when it comes to the media. He doesn't care. 
lack of interest. But a rare, rare uh, quote moment in time from Aramis, and it basically said that uh, he wants to stay in Chicago. That if he was single and on his own, he'd, he'd move in a country minute anywhere they want to go. He'd stay in a hotel for a couple of men, uh, a couple of months. No problem at all. And you know, right now there are a lot. He's probably one of the hottest guys in the market. A red hot hitting Aramis Ramirez. You put his bat in the lineup for any of the contending teams. Now, he could go cold again, but uh, when Aramis is on, he's, he's about as good as any hitter in, in baseball. And he is on right now, and he's been on for the last month of the season. He had a slump early. You figure, hey, he's too good of a hitter. He's going to continue this right through the end. So he is a prime product. But he says, uh, you know, I got family here. And he didn't specifically list, I don't know how many kids. I'm assuming part of the family is a wife also. Might be a quantum leap in this day and age, but I'm going to make that make that assumption, and uh, he says, no, it's, it's too much to uproot the family. I want to stay here in Chicago. So the Cubs might want to trade Aramis. There might be five, six, seven contending teams, New York Yankees, if you're listening. Hank Steinbrenner, I know occasionally will tune into this program. Hank, how you doing, buddy? Come on in Chicago. We'll do lunch. Have your people talk to my people. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be available. One of the prime prospects out there. He might just want I think he's got a no trade, too, so... He could stay put if he wants, so the money for next year will be a different issue. But for the money for the remaining of this year, I think he's all set with the money, and he has a no-trade contract. He can stick. At any rate, Cubs did knock off Philadelphia 6-1. to We also got the uh, local Chicago White Sox beating Kansas City Royals 5-2. to That's three out of four since the All-Star break for the White Sox. Still in contention. I think they're four and a half back, just the White Sox luck. Um, they win a game yesterday and still fall a half a game in the standings. Now, how can that happen? It's impossible to happen. How do you win a game and fall half a game? Well, that's because you forgot the doubleheader, which used to be somewhat commonplace in baseball when I was growing up back in the dark ages. The doubleheader now is a rare, rare, rare commodity in Major League Baseball, especially in the middle of the season. Sometimes you see some make-up doubleheaders late in the season, but that's at Cleveland and Minnesota did play yesterday. I think a lot of people thought, all right, here we go. Here we go. Here come the Minnesota Twins. And down the stretch they come. Rotten Garden hire the jockey. He's on the whip. Joe Mauer breaking into a full leap. A lot of people, I think, thought the Twins, who were creeping back into it, even though they were four games behind 500, they were or four, yeah, four games behind 500 and only five and a half in the standings. Doubleheader against Cleveland. Look out. This is where the Twins make their big comeback. This is where the Indians fall apart. Got news for you folks. It's a different season. 2011 is upon us, and uh, it's not, at least to this point, following the script of other seasons. The Cleveland Indians turn the tables. They defy the odds. I don't know if it's quite the odds of Rodrigo Lopez beating Roy Halladay, but Cleveland sweeps Minnesota. How about that, Mel Allen would say? Two in a row, the Indians now seven and a half up on the Minnesota Twins. So, And remember, I was the one that told you this is not Minnesota's year. Everybody's saying they're going to creep back in. Here come the Twins. They do it all the time. I don't think so. I think this is one of those uh, vanilla, one of those uh, flattened-out years for the Minnesota Twins. But they get swept by the Cleveland Indians. So if you are a White Sox fan and trying to figure out how you win a game and still drop a half a game in the standings behind the first-place team, you now know Cleveland sweeps Minnesota yesterday. 888-463-6748. Again, I'm flying solo today. You want to jump in? Strap the seatbelt on, play the part of the co-pilot. You can do so. Just make sure you, uh, or we should remind you that your seat cushion can and really should be used as a flotation device. Uh, has anybody taken a seat cushion and actually tested it out? 
wonder how much of a flotation device those things really are. Probably should steal one. I wonder what security is, how hard it is to walk off a plane with a seat cushion. And if you get caught, couldn't you tell the uh, you know flight security people, the flight attendants or whatever, that, hey, you just wanted to make sure? You'll bring it back. You're just going to go to the hotel pool for a day on the flight back. You'll bring it back. But you want to make sure that the seat cushion actually can be, just in case. And wouldn't it be horrible to find out upon crashing that you grab onto the seat cushion and the thing doesn't doesn't work? Not good. Be too late. So, you know, prevention is 99% of the law, or 99% of the law. What's the expression? I have no idea what the expression is. But better to be prevented, better to be cautious, I say, take the seat cushion out on occasion, check it out. Make sure, in fact, it is a flotation device just in case you crash. You have that nice feeling of security. What the hell am I talking about? I have no idea. Like I said, folks, it's a slow sports day. If you don't call up, uh, I'm going to start rambling on to different things. I do have one survey I want to throw out at you. And, David Olson, you uh, being our television and movie critic, you are also a man of musical uh, interests. Uh, when I say expertise, I use that in the loosest term possible. But we are going to throw out to you and to David Olson, our producer. I have it in front of me, and I've had it for a while, for a slow day. And today, uh, for sports fans, it is a slow day. Let's face it. No big tennis tournaments. The British Open is over. I'm not sure when the British Open started. But I think it finally ended over the weekend. The World Cup is over. we got baseball going on, but not much else, quite frankly. However, I do remind you before I get to the survey that we do have the Tour de France going on. All you bicyclists out there, you're well aware by now, 19 stages into it, that uh, we here at thetalkzone.com are your one and only location, the only place on the radio that will give you stage-to-stage coverage of the Tour de France. Each and every stage, we bring it to you. Now, to show you how slow of a sports day it was, Dave, it was a rest day yesterday for the Tour de France. You know? So it was like, it was, there was outside of baseball. There was like a shutdown of the world of sports yesterday. And please don't tell me, ask me to talk about the NFL strike. Because, one, I haven't followed it, so I have little to no knowledge on it. And, two, I have zero interest. Little to zero. Do we have some breaking news, David, on the it's NFL? It's probably going to be over by Thursday. Uh, the owners are meeting today, I think. Mm-hmm. Or, no, there's an open – there's a conference call today – between the players and the owners, and they're going to go through the agreement point by point by point by point. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow the players are going to vote on it. The owners are supposed to ratify it on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and free agency will start a week from or next Monday. Yeah, and that's going to be a very short and uh, wacky. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's going to be a fun week. So is it free agency last, what, about a week? Uh, thereabouts, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Training camps yeah. will start the following week. Yeah, now have... Uh, have agents and teams been able to talk to each other and negotiate no, a little bit? No. That's against the rules. It's against the rules. Wow. Can you even, like, you know, Facebook or texting, none of that? No, no, no. Yeah. You, the, the teams cannot have contact with the players. So it's going to be open season. It's going to be open season. General gonna, managers better be getting be, Yeah, it's going to be you know, a whole new meaning of the hot stove league. Because, uh-huh. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Get your checkbooks ready. And make sure you got your roster sheet ready. The general manager, they better get plenty of sleep the next 48 hours because they ain't going to get much the next uh, 7 times 24, somewhere in the 156-hour commodity. That's interesting. 
that that might be more exciting than the actual football itself. The first, well, it will be than the first couple exhibition games. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the whole the transaction section of the newspaper is going to take up a full page. <laughs> Good, it might need to, because I'm telling you, we're we're in the sports abyss right now. Now, what about they're supposed to be playing? Now, first of all, when, how far behind? Are we? Would training camps have started Monday this week, I believe, or was it last week? Um, I think it's next week most of them are going to start. Okay. So we're really not, we're, I mean, we're behind in the sense that free agency hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. We're behind in the sense that the rookies aren't signed. Right. Uh, It's, you know, it's, training camp is going to start slow and build. And I mean, and the the preseason is what, three weeks away? Yeah, well, for the uh, Chicago Bears, it's two weeks away. Yeah, well, they they're, they're, they're going to cancel that game. You think so? They're going to cancel that I'm game. Not as convinced. No, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to okay. cancel that game. That game's where? In a beautiful Wembley Stadium in London, England? Or where well, they well, It's the Hall of Fame game. I thought they played that in Canton. Oh, really? I thought it was... Oh, I thought they hey, was... I, I can double-check that for you. I can double-check. You might be... Interesting. You, now, now the you other... very well might be right. Well, I doubt it. Very seldom am I very well might be right, but you never know. You know, you throw enough darts, you're bound to hit the bullseye eventually. Any of our football fans out there that might have knowledge, feel free to step in. You could be the NFL expert here in the Two Guys in a Mic show. It's that easy. It doesn't pay well, but it's tremendous pride and prestige. 888-463-6748. You can always email us, too, by the way, at Mike2Guys at AOL.com, M-I-C and the number 2, mike 2 guys at AOL.com. Now, the other area, and I said we wouldn't get hooked on football here, but I do have to mention the other area that the teams are way behind, and I think this is where it's going to show up most during the regular season is they haven't had all these mini camps. And I believe the common term now is the OTA. So, you know, a lot of the rookies would have been indoctrinated right now. A lot of the playbooks would have been out there. So, They've missed out a lot of that stuff. So now when you typically when you start your two week training, that's pretty much just uh, fine tuning things because you've had your, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, quote unquote, voluntary mini camps. But really, that that's going to be the big difference now is that in this two weeks or three weeks to prepare for an exhibition game where you would normally be conditioning the players and fine tuning the plays. Now you're going to be teaching. I mean, the coaches are really going to have to coach him up. I'm a little peeved at you, coach. Don't mean to jump in here like this. I hear, I hear an echo. Ladies and gentlemen, he was not supposed to be on today's show, but, or it could be, David Olson, you know we've had him before. A growing number of big dog impersonators out there. Did you check this guy? Is he the real big dog? It's the real big dog making a cameo appearance today. A cameo. A cameo. It's going to be a short visit. (laughs) How are you, big dog? Uh, Doing, doing really well, coach. Uh, We had a last minute, like, some, like, a royal family from, like, Ghana is here, and I'm actually doing a personal tour with, like, eight people. Uh, personal. They're paying, like, they're paying, like, three times more than they're supposed to, so. Oh, this is a, this is a kayak tour. Yeah, so they were like, "Oh, we really need you to do it." At, at I was like, "No problem." So I'll come. I came down here to this, cool. and I love giving the tour. So, but coach, out of all the stuff that I love talking about, <laughs> preparation of football teams might be my utmost favorite. Yes. Okay, and this is the day you choose to start talking about this. I'm well, a little peeved. I was living vicariously. You should not be peeved. Quite the contrary. I knew that's exactly what you're about. I'm trying to fill your role. So, in a sense, it's an ultimate compliment to you, Big Dog. Okay, but this is the stuff I love talking about. And, 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 you know, I really, and by the way, 
just to let you know, I watched the first 12 picks of the NFL draft yesterday on my off day. Because wow. I had taped the draft. And now that it's finally coming to a conclusion, I was like, all right, I'll give football a chance. And I read, they said that um, they handed out playbooks. That they're going to hand playbooks out to all the players. The players can have the playbook if the team chooses to give it to them. It's mm-hmm. optional. But they can't have any contact whatsoever. But they, So technically, you could give one of your drafted rookies a playbook, yeah. and then if you have a cool like backup, like a future backup quarterback, like I don't know, they'd be able to teach you up. They'd be able to coach you up a little bit. Yeah, uh, the playbook will help, but you know more than I, because you played at the highest level except high school, college, or pro. That's not true. You actually played high school and college. That the playbook alone, without visual, without coaching, without actual reps, uh, it has a little bit of help, but that's it, just a little. Well, no, I I do agree. You really do need your coaches there. Um, Coaches will have a lot more in store for them when they come in in late July. I mean, and you're right. They usually do about two weeks before their first preseason game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I bet you that the first preseason game is going to be both, mostly all backups and guys that won't even make the team because they're going to, like, the Bears do not want Jay Cutler to be out on the field with somebody that might not know what they're doing and all of a sudden get them decapitated, mm-hmm. you know, on, on August 7th. They don't need anything like that. But, no. Um, but, I mean, this really is an interesting time. If you have a great leader at quarterback or, or if you're Ray Lewis and you're organizing team events, uh, like Tony Romo has taken upon himself, they have every, he's expecting everybody to be at the two-a-days that he's going to hold at exactly the same time and practices that they would have had if they would have been playing for the Dallas Cowboys. And obviously, if you don't have your coaches there, it is not as good. And it's not as cohesive because that's not the actual direction you might be going. But I do think it says a lot, Coach. Well, let me ask you this now. Well, we, we had talked about, I thought, when, when, under a normal due course, when would the NFL training camps have opened up? Monday this week, last week, or is it next uh, week? It would have been the Bears are supposed to open up on the 21st. So we're so still... Would that, be? that would be two days from now. Okay, so technically we're still not behind that schedule. No, no, and you're right. So, and then, so how much does all that mean that you were talking about earlier? The the optional team activities, well, think, the mini camp that is. No, that you're you're right. It's a lot because they yeah, implement the game plan, absolutely. And then you're you're supposed to know the plays by the time you get to camp. You're not, it's not supposed to be high school where on fourth day of camp, kids still trying to figure out if on the way and play, do I get yeah. the inside back or the outside back? No, that stuff should be known thoroughly all the way mm-hmm. through. Yeah. The two weeks and two weeks, a very short period of time, even if you go double sessions. Correct me if I'm wrong, dog, because you've been there and done that. But the two weeks are for conditioning and not so much teaching new, but fine tuning the system. So absolutely. Legitimately, legitimately, you had, we we would go through the two days and we would have the, the meetings. And when we were going over plays in those meetings, we were only supposed to go over them one time because you should have known them already. It is basically, how it went. So even in high school, mm-hmm. defense really had us prepared. We knew what the playbook was before we got there August 15th, before those, because it was three weeks before your first game in, in high school, three weeks in college. But obviously there's no preseason game, so you got to be ready to play game one. So that is huge. Like when you watch these, uh, when you watch the HBO thing, Hard Knocks, it, it, it's really funny because you'll see guys that have been in the league one year. And they're counseling rookies. You know what I mean? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's that big of a difference. If you played for one year, you really know the playbook. So 
It's going to be an extra test this year for the rookies, no question about it. Big Dog joining us for a brief moment of time. Folks, a cameo from our regular host, Big Dog. But uh... Oh, no, Coach, you missed it. I'm going to do the show in my brace. <laughs> oh, I got the wording wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. actually, I, I do only have a short time because he's uh, – it's like a prince from Ghana and, like, four of his wives and one of his <laughs> girlfriends are coming, so – I'm not kidding either. I'm not, I'm not joking about it. We're going to be. I think they think they're not kayaking, and I'm going to like row the boat like we're in Venice or something like that. I, I think that's what I'm picturing. So, so you are you are touring royalty today. Very nice, very nice. Now, uh, by the way, a lot a lot of people were interested in the KWB yesterday. They were. Uh, we got a few. How shall I say? Uh, salty slash interesting emails. KWB, of course. So, uh, what you seem to be providing, which is kayaking with benefits. Yes, it's 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 funny because my <laughs> my girlfriend happens to she realized it immediately. She's like, "Oh boy, you this summer it's going to be difficult with you." Yep. So I've been noticing she's been she she shows up at the beginning of the tour, sees scans the tour, and realizes whether or not she should be here when we get back to see whose boat I'm helping <laughs> to get out of the water. So uh, that's smart like that, coach. That's a little that's a little bit overly protective. She doesn't <laughs> do, do they give you an official like uh, tour hat, tour shirt to wear? Or are you allowed now, to go? Have you ever seen those those round hats that are just pointed? It's like a triangle, a round triangle <laughs> that old Asian women wear when they're sticking uh, rice. Do you know those hats? <laughs> I think I got the look, yes. That's what I wear, Coach. Really? Is yeah. that your own sun protection thing? Because when you're out there in the middle of the river, in the beating sun for a good part of the day, it's not about how you look. It's about protecting your uh, epidermis. Or, or, or was that given to you by the tour people that you have to wear? No, I saw the hat here, and I, I, yeah. I snagged it. I stole it, yeah. so it's now my hat. You know what? And coach, I've realized a lot of people are like, dude, you look stupid in that hat. I used to, when I was a single man, I would go to Comiskey Park because I treated Comiskey Park like people from Iowa and Michigan treat Wrigley Field. Go there, not watch the game, get drunk, and us Cup fans have to deal with the stigma that we don't care about baseball because of a bunch of drunken 20-year-olds <laughs> that uh, – Finally got a job in Chicago with some money in their pocket and they act like idiots. You know, I mean, that's what we're at Cubs fans. We have to deal with that. So in, in order to try to people on the south side, Coach, you know, I would go down there and just be a, a belligerent, drunken idiot. You know what I mean? And I would wear uh, this really crazy-looking St. Patrick hat, no matter what time of year it was. Coach, it was the, it was the greatest conversation starter. My buddies were like, how could you always find a girl to talk to? I mean, do you notice they come up to me and ask me to wear the hat? Yeah. Seriously, Coach, wearing a funny hat in a festive environment, not a goofy hat. I'm not one of those guys that wears, like, the neon hat that says, right. come talk to me. It's kind of subtle, subtly different and subtly unique. I know exactly the look you're talking about. Did any of those girls or possibly guys ever ask you, what would you do with a drunken sailor? I, I, well, there's funny that I would actually do with a drunken sailor now. It depends on how much money they had. I might do the Mickey Finn, who was an original, one of the original gangsters here in the Chicago, and give him a Mickey Finn special. You know what I mean? You know, let's clip him a Mickey. Yeah, I'll bet. KWB, folks, kayaking with benefits. The big dog at your service. Oh, by the way, before you uh, leave us, and you're welcome to stick around as long as you can, big dog, but the survey is far from complete. But in the initial surveying of the 15 to 35 age group on the popularity of MMA, which we have so vehemently disagreed with. You took a significant early shot. It's early. But uh, I finally remembered it is six or seven of my uh, sons, juniors, seniors in high school, so 17 and 18-year-olds, as they were about to leave, I said, oh, yeah, 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 me and my radio partner have a disagreement. How many of you guys have heard of George St. Pierre? 
And I got some very quizzical, very empty looks. I might have it was well been there a sophomore chemistry teacher, big deal. The only kid who knew out of about seven was a kid who was on the Glenbrook South wrestling team. Okay. I even I even mentioned Anderson Silva, and, and very few even heard of him. And more importantly, I asked him, is MMA big with you guys? And the basic answer was no. There's a small group that's really into it, but it, but again, small cross section. But uh, I'm shocked, coach. Yeah. But then again, you should not have been talking to the teetotaler society of Glenbrook North High School. <laughs> okay. Not I'm sure. just joking around. Not sure these kids were teetotaler. But the surveys, you know, it's not over yet. Not over yet. We will we will have more to come. I really am shocked, though, that they, yeah. they said only a small cross-section. Yeah. No, I really am shocked by that because mm-hmm. everybody that I hang out with, is they're all, we're all huge into it. So huge. And I have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, you can thank Jimmy Binder. He's the one guy who actually knew who uh, George St. Pierre was. Hey, well, speaking... Jimmy Binder, I'm glad to hear that they've dropped for you. Heck yeah, Jimmy Binder, you're my boy. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, being upset and upsets in general, Big Doe, we got to mention your Chicago Cubs. Knock it off Philadelphia yesterday, 6-1, to one, Rodrigo Lopez. Over Roy, happy holiday. How about that? You hate to hear the word upset in baseball, but that was an upset. Coach, uh, yeah, I do have to go now because we do have our Royal. But if you don't mind, I would love to tell you a story. This past Sunday night, there's a guy in a Philly shirt. He's, you can tell he's a tourist from out of town. He's walking into a hotel. And I'm like, Halliday versus Rodrigo Lopez? <laughs> <laughs> Phillies ain't got a chance, buddy. And I rolled off. And this guy looked at me with his girlfriend like, who the hell is this guy? I, I, I know he thought of me last night. Like, are you kidding me? I, I hope you run into him today somewhere in the fine city. Yeah. And just smirk a little bit. All right, have a good time kayaking uh, royalty. Oh, by the way, now, remember, I will be off tomorrow. So if you're going to do the show tomorrow, Big Dog, be prepared like a Boy Scout. And um, I will be at Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana, doing a college visit. Okay, well, I have a lot of work to do today, then, Coach. I will. Yes, you do. I will reconvene with you, the two of us together, the true two guys at a mic on Thursday, okay? Sounds good, buddy. All right, royalty, kayaking. Wow, sounds impressive. Sounds impressive. But uh, a reminder to all those royalty people, where, where do you say they're from? Ghana? The royalty from Ghana, if they're listening to the show. On these tours, you you know, you don't have, like, hired help to, to, to paddle. you got to do your own paddling. Just a friendly reminder. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to uh, David Olson, our producer, you, the listener. A brand new, not a brand new, but a hit TV show that got record ratings. Want to talk about Breaking Bad, and I also got a music survey. I want to throw out as we take a quick break from sports. 888-463-6748. Coach Flying Solo, the cameo, courtesy of the big dog, Joel Redwanski, back in about 42.5 seconds. But who's counting?
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. Got to remind the big dog not to work too hard. David also, one of my favorite quotes, which I have written down here, is hard work does have a future payoff. But remember, laziness pays off right now. Thank you very much. All right, welcome back. Two guys in a mic show, talkzone.com. Coach flying solo, phone lines open, 888-463-6748. Got to mention real quick, David Olson, I know you're a fan. In fact, you're the one who turned me on to the show, but it's becoming more and more into the public persona. I know it got a lot of advertising talking about the show Breaking Bad during the World Cup, which was on ESPN. And Breaking Bad was on AMC, which is what, the movie? What is AMC? Is uh, originally American Movie Classics, okay, but they just call it AMC now. Okay, and and both you and Joel are, are longtime followers. You've told me that AMC really for for quality programming maybe your best station out there. Yeah, yeah, everything they put on is good. Mm-hmm. But the new, when I say new hit show, it's coming into focus. It's the fourth year of it. The show called Breaking Bad. The first two years, very few people knew about it, but it is. It knew. It, they knew about it. Had. Had a very strong critical following. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after the second season, uh, Brian Cranston, who's the lead, won the Emmy, and that got people to notice. And okay. then the third season, which you've watched, was just incredibly compelling television, and that's gripping. Yeah, and that's why it took <laughs> off. And then uh-huh. both um, Brian Cranston and then uh, Jesse, uh, Aaron Paul, Aaron Paul, yeah, they both won the Emmys last year. Interesting. Aaron Paul for Best Supporting Actor. Correct. Now, Brian Cranston, who, who uh, is the lead part, plays a chemistry teacher gone bad, and I do mean bad, uh, but there's still a little bit of good in him. Has he done anything before? I never heard, or I don't recall seeing the guy in anything before. You would probably know him best from the dad on Malcolm in the Middle. I would not know him because I never Fox watched comedy. Malcolm. And never then he watched. was also he was on Seinfeld. He was uh, one of the supporting characters on Seinfeld. Really? He was uh, Tim Watley, the dentist. I'm going to assume a completely different character than the one he plays on Breaking Bad. Completely, yeah. You, right. you, and you might remember the episode where Jerry goes sees the dentist who converted to Judaism so he could tell Jewish jokes. <laughs> okay. That's the whole reason why he converted. I, so. I do not remember that episode, but I can appreciate the uh, the thought processes. I've been there and almost did that. I thought of converting to Judaism, and then I realized a couple of years ago that I uh, technically I am Jewish. No reason to convert. I saved myself a lot of time. There you Th- go. Thank you very much. Breaking Bad uh, uh, record ratings for the first record for AMC. For the first show, which debuted on Sunday, I didn't watch it until last night. But, uh, boy, gripping a particularly graphic bloody scene. I mean, that was one of the more violent scenes that I have seen. That was... Uh, and it was just so great because that scene just dragged out so yep. long. That was like 10 yep. minutes long. Yep. And they showed him meticulously taking off his shirt yep. and getting changed this and is, then changing on the other on the other side of this the is, incident. This is the quote-unquote bad guy that uh, David is talking about. Very little during that 10-minute incredibly intense gripping scene. Very little talking. The silence. The expressions on the faces, the body language is what, what provided the, the tension. Now, if you could imagine, Dave. I am watching this up in the family room because the wife's got the TV upstairs. My younger son, freshman, going to be a sophomore in high school, has a group at our house of about 11 or 12, of which six or seven are girls. Kind of a new group together. 
So the adrenaline, and I hope it's just the adrenaline, was uh, flowing rather rapidly. Maybe a little testosterone, possibly a little estrogen, hopefully nothing more. But right during that scene, and for like 15 or 20 minutes of it while I'm watching, you know how you get hooked on a TV show. They're up in the kitchen right adjacent to me, hollering, screaming, laughing. I'm like, you talk about the, and I wanted, I was just so into it that I couldn't stop it and come back to it. I had to watch it. I'm cranking the volume up to like 63, 64 on my, uh, and I got my hearing aids cranked up to the, the highest level they could be. So here you have this incredibly tense moment on TV which went on for a long time, and then I got high school gaga land going on behind me. It was it was a tremendous, not enjoyable, but a tremendous contrast of emotions at that particular point. But, folks, if you haven't checked it out, Breaking Bad. Now, let me ask you, AMC, David, is that a station where or what percent of the people get AMC? I would say 99%. It's okay. included in all basic packages. Okay. Excellent. So it's out there for your viewing pleasure. All right. Yes, very, it is. Very, yes, very... Very good show, highly recommended, but uh, it, it can be a little bit graphic at times. Interesting. All right, and again, if you uh, have watched that show, you want to comment on it, feel free to dial in 888-463-6748. Breaking Bad, now part of my uh, regular TV view. What does it come out, every Sunday? Every Sunday at uh, 9 p.m. Central. Yeah, that's not a good time. And then they rerun it again and again and again. I'm watching NFL highlights, so that's the beautiful thing about On Demand. That's it right there. I'm getting so used to on demand. I, you know, I, now, 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 does your on demand, does it have the commercials you can't fast forward through? No, not oh. yet. Oh, yeah. That would hurt. Yeah, we, we've got those. It's, uh, it's primarily on, uh, on the network shows. Uh-huh. If you watch like some of the ABC, but they put that but, technology. But, but yeah, but FX is doing it now too. Oh, that's ugly. This that's is what, ugly. It, so it, another show you should check out, uh, Justified. Okay. We would watch it all on demand, and you couldn't fast forward through wow. the commercials, and it was like, oh. Wow. What about, now, certainly if you tape a show. Oh, yeah, if it's on the, your DVR, you sure can. Okay. But if you watch it on demand, they okay. got gotcha. you. So you always got to stay one step ahead of the advertisers. So it sounds like the advertisers, in conjunction with the beloved cable TV, uh, has hooked, figured out a way where on demand you can't fast forward through the commercials. But you can still tape it. Now, what are the odds that, that technology will catch up with that? Will there be a way even taping it? They'll probably find something. We're on a commercial you still can't fast forward through, which is the beauty of taping the show. Uh, you know, it's possible because, I mean, if you're taping it on demand, it's just it's just a stream of data. Um, so, because, I mean, it's like on the DVDs, you can't fast forward to the previews or anything like that, and so, uh, especially that on right? Blu-rays, yeah. See, yeah. I haven't rented a DVD in a while either. You can't do that? No, no, and some of the Blu-rays, no, you, they, for, I mean, you can fast-forward it, but you can't, you know, you can do the full-frame skip, where you can just go to the next can't chapter. Can't skip the preview. Nope, nope, nope. Fast-forward. Technology will catch up. If, if there's ever a question, and it starts off, will technology, blank, 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 the answer's 98% of the time going to be yes. They will find a way. That's how far our uh, technology is advancing. There's some young kid out there at the age of 14 or 15 who in about 10 years We'll figure out a way to do that, much painstakingly, I might add. All right, now, also real quick, I wanted to throw out today, any of our listeners want to take a shot at it, I have a list in front of me. I've had this for a while. Top 100 songs, a panel of 700 voters. So this is not just one particular expert. VH1 Network, 700 voters, hopefully a nice cross-section, pick the top 100 songs all time 
prior to 2000. Well, is that prior to 2000 even necessary? Because has, has anything come that, out in the last that decade? That was my next comment. Because I'm not one you, that you could really ask because I don't know too many of the hit songs from. But is there anything since 2000 that could enter that regime? Uh, I mean, there's there maybe some borderline stuff, but yeah, I I don't, I don't know. I mean, what, okay. what's the criteria of this list? Well, it's just that's true too. It's all obviously it's it's just matter of opinion. Matter of opinion. But if anyone wants to take a shot at it, David, if you want to take a couple of pics of you, have you cheated and gone up to the screen? Or no? no, I haven't. I uh, 888-463-6748. I'll rattle off some of them for you. But uh, uh, And, again, the phone number, if you want to check in, take a shot. Top 100 songs of all time. 700 voters, VH1, uh, prior to 2000. 888-463-6748. A couple off the top of your head, D. Olson. Uh, sitting on the dock of the bay. Probably top 20. Sitting on the dock of the bay. No. I'm not finding it here. Who sings that? Is that Otis it's Redding? Otis Redding, yeah. There is a, uh, I thought I saw Otis Redding up in the. I have to look for that. I do not see it sitting on the uh, interesting the I, yeah, I, would, I would figure that'd be tied near the top of the list yeah, it should certainly be there I don't know uh, probably top. respect by aretha franklin ah, is ding, up there ding, ding, ding. r-e-s-p-e-c-t number two number two number two aretha franklin all time number two what is number one take a shot at it 888-463-6748 sitting on the dock of the bay where are you where are you oh i don't, I don't even now, see are you. there any beetles in the top ten oh, there's got to be absolutely Absolutely. Yes, there there is. Absolutely. An affirmative with it. I mean, how can you okay, have a top uh, one? Yesterday, I would assume, would be there. Yesterday. Number 12. Number 12. All time. Yesterday by the Beatles, and I will tell you that is the second highest rated Beatles hey, song. Hey, Jude is there above it. There you go. Yeah, okay. There you go. That was a classic. Remember how painfully long that was? That's one of those. It, it, it was... Came out two years before I was born. Ah, so three years okay. before I was born. Okay, I still remember listening to Hey Jude on WLS Radio with Barney Pip, Barney Pip, Barney Pip, Barney Pip, Pip, Pip. I think he died a couple of years ago. Wonder if they said that at his funeral. Here he comes. It's very quiet. Okay, I know what number one is because I could see it on the back of the paper there. So that's uh. Oh yeah. Kill him. I might have guessed that, though. Uh, I'll give it away. Again, you want to take a shot at it, listeners out there? 888-463-6748. Top 100 songs. Stairway to Heaven in the top 10? Stairway to Heaven. Ding, 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 ding. Bing, bam. Zoom. Number three. Number three. Nicely done, So we've got the number one that we're not going to reveal. Led Zeppelin. Stairway to Heaven. Number three. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Respect. Number two. Sweet Home Alabama. Ah, Sweet Home Alabama. That's uh, that's a lot of people like that song. Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. Let's take a look here. Sweet Home Alabama. Not seeing it. Not seeing it. Number 100, by the way, just in case you're wondering which finished in last place but still made the proud list. Papa was a Rolling Stone by the... It's the OJs, isn't it? Temptations. 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 Well, read 100 to 90 because that's the, that's these are going to be the interesting ones. La Bamba by Richie Valens, number 99. No Woman, No Cry. I don't even know that song. 
Uh, yeah, it's Bob Marley. Bob Marley. Yeah. Uh, 96 Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. A little bit high for that. Top 100 all time. Yeah. Thunder yeah. Road. Good song. Good song. Jump by Van Halen. No way. Uh, Number no, 95. The, the, the problem with that song is it sounds so dated that synthesizer <laughs> firmly locks it in the early 80s. Yeah. I mean, that's. This is the jump song that's. It's played that, at weddings that, and stuff that, like that. Yeah, yeah. It just, right? It's so painfully dated sounding. <laughs> really, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm a huge Van Halen fan, especially the, the early stuff from the mm-hmm. late 70s, early 80s. Huge fan. But that's just, th- that album I'm not a fan of. Number 94, Give Me Some Lovin', Spencer Davis Group. Great song. Not bad. Great song. Yeah, very good. In the Midnight Hour, Wilson Pickett, 93. Another good one. Not even sure I know that. In the Midnight Hour. I probably I'm know it if I heard it. Till the midnight hour. Okay. Till my love comes tumbling down. Right, little Wilson Pickett, number ninety-two. When doves cry, that one I definitely do not know. Oh, Prince. That's yeah. No, that's nice. a, that, that's probably his one of his most popular okay. songs. Not sure yeah. I could tell you a single song. It's a, to... no, it's a good song. It's a good song. Okay. Also very '80s sounding, but timeless. Okay. You shook me all night by ACDC is ninety-one. Not yeah. Okay. I can I can see that. Number but, 90, my guy, Jerry Lee Lewis. You want to take a guess which song? It's a whole lot of shaking going on. Because I'm assuming Great Balls of Fire is higher up the list. There you go. Well, we'll check on Great Balls of Fire. A sh- uh, whole lot of shaking going on by Jerry Lee Lewis. Let's see. Great Balls of Fire. You think that's higher? Goodness gracious, Great Balls. There it is. Nicely done. Up, up on number 53. 53, right behind that, 54, staying alive by the, BJ, uh, by the Bee Gees. Bob Dylan, number 56, blowing in the wind. That's a classic. That's a classic. One thing I like about this list, nice combo. Nice combo. You're getting some slower stuff, um, some more mellow stuff. you got some disco stuff in there. you got some classic stuff. you got some rock stuff. Nice little combination. It's Again, like, is it, I mean, is there anything pre-1985 on that list, though? Yeah, like does Frank Sinatra make it? Top 100 greatest rock and roll songs, though. Okay, so they're rock and roll rock songs. Rock and roll. Okay, I that's, apologize that's a good, for that. That's yes. a qualifier. Okay. Yes, I apologize. That's a qualifier. I did not say that. Well, okay, then, yeah, I mean, if it's rock and roll songs, Smells Like Teen Spirit's got to be in the top ten. Sm- I never heard of that song. Smells Like Teen Spirit. It smells Like Teen Spirit. Who sings that? Nirvana. I bet you that's not in the top 100. It's it, it, If it's top rock songs of all time, it's in the top 20. It's not in the top 20. Yeah. <laughs> Smells like teen spirit. Is anybody else besides me uh, shocked that a David Olson would bring that? I'd never even heard of that song. Smells top like rock that. and roll songs, and that's not even in the top 100? That's ridiculous. When did that song come out? 1991. 700 people surveyed. Right, I'll tell you what. Let's take. We'll take a quick break. I will look for that song. Who sang it again? It was Nirvana. 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 Okay, we will look for that, see if it's in the top 100. We'll take a quick break back for the final segment here of the Two Guys at a Mic Show. Phone line's open, folks, if you want to join us. We've got a music survey going on. We'll jump back to the sports page to talk a little baseball as well. 888-463-6748. Dial it up to Coach Flying Solo today back in about 38.5 seconds.
time to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. All right, back at the Two Guys and a Mic show, TalkZone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful Tuesday here in the fine city of Chicago. Slow sports day yesterday, so we'll do a little music survey. We will return and recap it up a little bit of sports, a little baseball talk in particular. Um, we talked the NFL lockout a little bit. Really not much else going on. I do want to mention one thing with the World Cup and uh, the viewing audience that had the ratings very, very high. But also now apparently they're judging the popularity of the event by different technology. And I want to bring that up. But uh, real quick, just to complete the music survey here, uh, your song from Nirvana, Dave, which I had never heard before. Do I need to YouTube this song? You think I'd like it? Maybe, maybe not, but you, you've heard it. I have. You, you okay. guaranteed you've heard it. Right. It's like to... it's the most important song of the last two decades. Really? It, it, it changed music. It did. It did. What, what's the uh, song about? Nothing really. It's an it's odd just, name. It is. Okay. It is an odd name. So when you say important, because it changed, well, how did it change music? Um, it... At the time it came out, the radio airwaves were dominated by the basically the 80s hair band and the power ballads and everything like that. And this was a raw uh, college sound that ushered in the whole alternative music movement okay, that like dominated radio through the through the 90s. Okay. And they were they were they were at the forefront. You know, obviously, there it was like short-lived because he killed himself. The Kurt Cobain, the lead singer, killed himself in 1994, yep. and they only had three albums. But he's considered the yeah. the the voice of Generation X. All right, we will check that out real quick. Uh, uh, and that was number 41, number 40, "Born to Be Wild" by Steppenwolf. Proud Mary, Creedence Clearwater Revival is up there. I heard it through the grapevine. Marvin Gaye, "My Girl" by The Temptations, "Walk This Way" by Aerosmith. All along the Watchtower. Never heard of that. Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, you, you've, it, there must be some way out of here. So the Joker to the thief, you've heard that. You've heard it. Okay. Sitting on the dock of the bay. There it is. There it is. I missed it. Otis it Redding, is. your first See, song. But the, you thing, but the thing is, a lot of these songs aren't rock and roll songs. Like, like respect. That's not a rock and roll song. Yeah. Sitting on the dock of the bay, that's not a rock and roll you know, there's, song. There's some gray area to be had here, but there it is. Otis Redding makes it 33. Let It Be by the Beatles. Hound Dog. Elvis Presley, Bridge Over Troubled Water. That deserves to be in there. Beautiful song. Beautiful song by Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, Pretty Woman. Roy Orbison. A little country in there. Very nice. You really got mad at... The, the, the Roy Orbison song's not country. Well, okay. What would you call it? it, it that's a rock and roll song. Okay. That's a rock and roll okay, song. Okay, it's a quality song. What about, I've never heard of this one, The Kinks, You Really Got Me? Never heard of that one. Well, it, once again, you've heard it. It's a classic okay. rock staple. Okay. i got to mark that one down. So i gotta, I got to YouTube some of these songs. I, I'll Bo- get them all queued up, and we'll go through them after the show. All right. Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Sympathy for the Devil, Rolling Meadows. We're up to number 25, Purple Haze by Jimi Hendrix. Purple Haze. Again, 700 people surveyed. So this is a somewhat extensive survey. Brown Sugar by the Rolling Stones. I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles, an absolute classic. Superstition by Stevie Wonder. I Got You by James Brown. A Day in the Life by the Beatles? That's that high? 
Of all the Beatles songs, that's one of the highest ones. Number 20 all-time rock songs, A Day in the Life. That's a, that, that's really interesting. That, that That's interesting. Here's one that definitely is a top 20, or some people put it in their top five, and that's American Pie by the one-hit wonder Don McClain. That's a classic. That's a classic. Jailhouse Rock by Elvis, number 18. Won't get fooled again. I'm not even familiar with that song. Number 17 all time. But Once again, I'll that. You know that one, too. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one I've never heard of. Uh, Layla by Derek and the Dominoes, number 16. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, Seriously, that's... Layla? That's that's probably Eric Clapton's most famous guitar solo of all time. Got to check it out. Got to check it out. What's going on by Marvin Gaye, number 14. Johnny B. Good by Chuck Berry, number 15. My Generation by The Who. Yesterday is number 12. Louie Louie by The Kingsman. That deserves to be in there. An absolute classic. John Lennon's Imagine, another beautiful song. That is a legit top tenor. Number nine, we already mentioned. Hey, Jude. Good Vibrations from the Beach Boys, number eight. Excellent song. Yep. Excellent song. Light and My the, Fire, a good song. I'm surprised it's that high. Number seven all time by The Doors. Hotel California, maybe my favorite group of all time, The Eagles. I was going to guess that. I think that's high. Love The Eagles. Bet, yeah. Love The Eagles. Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen at number five. Like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan, number four. And number one, we already mentioned three, Stairway to Heaven, two, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Number one, Rolling Stones. I ain't got no satisfaction. And just real quick, we'll go through some of these other songs, but th- this is Layla. <laughs> You had to play is about three, four beats. I just never knew that song was called Layla. Huh. All right. There you go. 888-463-6748. Only a couple of minutes left. Let's real quickly get back to the matter at hand. The uh... and, and real quick, just yeah. because the other one, Smells Like Teen Spirit, is the same thing. Once you hear the riff, you'll know the song. You got it, Carter? I'm not so convinced on this one. I got a feeling I've never heard this. Advertisement, of course, of course, so. We don't, we don't need to give anybody no free plugs. Oh, okay, so we're not playing it. No, we're playing it in oh. three. I got a two, feeling I'm not going to know this one. Maybe I gotta listen to a little bit more of it, but that that did not jump out at me like the uh, like the other one did. But I'll, I'll check it out on YouTube. I'll check it out. All right, uh, just to finish up the show, folks. And again, the uh, big dog will be on solo tomorrow. Two guys and a mic reunited once again on Thursday. 
Uh, if you want to check in, we still got a few minutes left on the show. Triple eight four six three six seven four eight. Just to recap the baseball thoughts from yesterday, we already mentioned the Cubs and their uh, big victory over Philadelphia. Rodrigo Lopez over Roy. Happy holiday. Big upset win there. The Sox won five to two. Other games, Boston. How about the Red Sox? Fifteen to ten over Baltimore. What makes that score so amazing? Is they're the same? Not the same two. Because it was Boston, Tampa Bay, I think they're right. But Boston goes 17 innings in a one to nothing game, <laughs> and then they come back the next day and they score 15 runs. The game was actually tied seven to seven heading into the eighth inning. They put an eight spot up in the eighth inning. The Red Sox win it, 15 to 10. You talk about the difference between two days: one to nothing in 17 innings, and then 15 runs the next day. Yankees knock off Tampa Bay five to four bases loaded walk. To win the game, that's the ultimate uh, insult, the walk-off walk. Russell Martin gets the walk, and the Yankees knock off Tampa Bay 5-4. to four. The Rays trying to make it a three-team race. The Yankees of Baltimore trying to keep it just a select two. We already mentioned Cleveland in a big doubleheader sweep over the Minnesota Twins. The Indians picked by many for last place by even more second to last place. are still hanging on to first place. Remember, they started the season. On an incredible hot streak, people were wondering how long it could last. It lasted a long time. They hit a few bumps in the road, and as soon as they hit those bumps, everybody thinks, well, here comes Cleveland back to mediocrity or less than mediocrity, which is where they have been for so many years. But it looks like this this year's Cleveland Indian team, led by an incredibly talented, he had a three-run homer, I think, in the game one, Osdrubal Cabrera. I mean, this guy has come out of nowhere. He's fielding like a maniac. He's hitting the heck out of the ball, just cranking up RBIs left and right, hits for average, hits for power, legitimate MVP candidate. Cleveland knocks off Minnesota in a sweep, and my guy has Drupal Cabrera leads the way. National League, Atlanta knocked off Colorado 7-4. to Speaking of young players we haven't heard of before, this kid is a rookie, Freddie Freeman. Yesterday, he gets a, or two days ago, he gets a walk-off base hit, two RBI dramatic hit, to win the game for the Atlanta Braves, and yesterday he hits a home run to lead the Atlanta Brave attack. They beat Colorado 7-4. to Freddie Freeman right now leading candidate for Rookie of the Year. Arizona shuts out Milwaukee 3-0. to What's going on with the Milwaukee Brewers? Are they for real or are they not? Only his hairdresser knows for sure. I don't think anybody knows if Milwaukee's going to hang in or not, but uh, they appear to be buyers. They just picked up K-Rod, right? They picked up from the New York Mets a Rodriguez, so they, they appear to be, you know, in it to win it. They're going to spend some money on the Milwaukee Brewers, not going to be selling all players. They, I know one of the teams interested in the Ramos Ramirez too, but uh, they've hit some streaks this year where you wonder if they're for real. And then when they're playing good baseball, they look like, you know what, this team could win the National League Central Division. At any rate, Arizona knocks off Milwaukee three to nothing. Pittsburgh, you talk the Cleveland Indians in the American League folks, you got to mention the Pittsburgh Pirates. The equivalent story thereof in the National League, the Pirates started off pretty good, been hanging around, and while everybody waits for their collapse, it appears this 2011 group of Pittsburgh Pirates, Neil Walker, Andrew McCutcheon, Kevin Correa, and company, they look like they're not going to collapse. In fact, quite the contrary. They're in first place right now. They knock off Cincinnati yesterday 2 to nothing. If they can keep it running, it is a great story for baseball. It really is. It really is. And a great story for Pittsburgh, the Pirate baseball fans. Absolutely, absolutely. Because yeah. it's been what, uh, close to two decades since their last heyday yeah. when they had uh, Barry Bonds and Bobby Bonilla and Andy Van Slyke. Yep. What was it? What's the current streak? Nineteen consecutive seasons 
under 500? Yes. I mean, that's yes. brutal. Yeah. That is brutal. And uh, let's hope, A, it'd be kind of cool if Pittsburgh could win the division this year. I'll root for them if my beloved Cubs can't win. But, B, even if they don't win the division, please break that streak and finish over 500. They're about five or six games over. They're in first place right now. But they're not that far away where one bad losing streak could do them in, too. Heck of a managing job, managing job by uh, Clint Hurdle. Right, I almost had Chuck Tanner. Chuck Tanner was the manager of the team you just mentioned, I think. Uh, Florida, we got to mention the Florida Marlins. They knock off the Mets 4-1. to Florida's now won 9 out of 10 games. They had a brutal streak, too. But uh, And remember, they've got, what, 70-something old manager, Jack McKee, 80, right? When they brought Jack McKee in at 80 years old. That guy, you know, maybe the Cubs can get him when he turns 90. Every decade he seems to turn around a team. And once again, I mean, the speculation is he's just keeping the seat warm for Ozzie Gann. Yeah, well, while he's keeping it warm, they've won 9 out of 10 games. That's doing a pretty good. He keeps it warm like that. He can lay eggs all he wants. It's going to stay real warm. All right, we got to sign off, folks. I appreciate everybody listening to the show and tuning in with us. We took a little break from sports today, but, again, a little bit of a slow sports time. I did want to mention um, in the World Cup, not only the ratings high, but apparently, David, the tweets, like 7,000 tweets per minute. Have a great day, everybody. Big Dog will be back on tomorrow. I will see you on Thursday. TalkZone.com, two guys and a mic. We're signing off. We'll see you tomorrow.